1: And we came to the center and you were playing full back up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched it you can watch in the weight room. But you pick up you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to pick it and I run in back, it back to things like
3: Welcome into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial, the Martin Houston Show fan page on Facebook. It is a beautiful, beautiful Monday morning, and we're so glad that you've chosen to be with us on this beautiful day. So please, please, please make yourself a part of the program by calling us on the Taco Casa hotline at 205 342 nine nine zero four two oh five three four two nine nine zero four the taco casa hotline is open for business remember taco casa quality taste and value under the biggest cactus in town give us a like give us a follow give us a share over at martin houston three five at martin houston three five and we will kick things off this morning but before i get into uh the day's program I uh, want to do what we do each and every day, plus one other special uh, announcement. want to remind you that this is a day that the Lord has made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, and serve someone. Be the difference you want to see in the world today. In other words, be thankful and have a giving heart, a loving heart, and a serving heart. And also... Uh, Joe, I want to uh, take a moment and wish my lovely wife, Cassandra, a happy, happy anniversary, uh, 31 and counting. Uh, So happy anniversary, Cassandra. Love you and thank you for putting up with me for all these many years. And may we have many, many more together. It is a beautiful Thanksgiving uh, week. And we get to kick things off right here on your home for Alabama sports, the Martin Houston show. So looking forward to hearing from you. Uh, We'll do our typical Monday thing. Good, uh, bad, ugly uh, is part of the conversation. Also, you can give us your players of the game. Uh, who you think had uh, the biggest impact, surprises, standouts, whatever you want to go with, uh, key matchups. And also, we can begin the conversation looking forward to this week uh, when we look at the Auburn Tigers. We look at the Auburn Tigers and what's happening with them. Man, I'm not sure um, exactly uh, how I feel this week, Joe. I I mean – I, I I'm not sure I'm excited about this game yet or not. I don't know if it's because it's early in the season because it's a COVID season. I, I just don't know. It just feels different going into Iron Bowl week. Uh, what about yourself?
4: Oh, it. I mean, I definitely agree that it feels different. But I am excited about the game. I mean, last year's result should make you excited about the game. Wanting to get back and uh, get back on top over the Auburn Tigers. Uh, yeah, it does feel different. Probably because it's not the final game of the season but uh definitely still excited and definitely hungry for a victory
3: yeah I, and I was wondering i'm like is it is it because it's you know not the traditional this time of uh, i mean the last game of the season it's not the culmination of the season, there's still more uh to be done. Is that why it feels so weird <laughs> weird uh I'm excited, but it's like it snuck up on me i mean literally it's like, oh. It's Iron Bowl Week. As I was watching the Kentucky game, it's like, man, our next game is against Auburn. Am I am I ready for that? Am I ready to for the Auburn Tigers? And maybe it's like, uh I don't feel excited because of them. You know what I mean? Like like I'ma tell you, Joe, what I really wanna see. I want to see Alabama beat a good Auburn team under Nick Saban. Nick Saban has never beat a nine-win Auburn team. And when they lost their second game, I was like, ah. Oh. And it wouldn't have mattered. At least they should they should have held up their part of the deal and came in 8-0. Oh. You
4: know, I'm no, just kidding. Do, do, do you think this is a good Auburn team? Huh? Do you think this year is a good Auburn team? Not at all. They're ranked in the, rank the top 25. All
3: right.
4: Well, I mean that
3: uh, <laughs> I see a lot of teams in the top twenty-five that wouldn't qualify as good.
4: <laughs> That's the problem with college football. Then, is if, you, if you're ranked it? in the, if you're ranked in the top twenty-five and you're not good, then uh, the sport has a problem.
3: Yeah, I would say probably. I, I still love it, but um, this year more so than any, I think is is really kind of the craziness of of the top 25. We got a couple calls, but I do want to talk about that top 25 and uh, how close you think they are. College football uh, playoffs, we may say that conversation for tomorrow. But, um, yeah, you know, with the craziness of this season um, with, what was it, Utah had their first game of the season last week, and some teams are you know, eight, no. <laughs> and had Utah won, they would have been ranked, I'm sure, uh, somewhere in the polls with one win um
4: right off the bat. So
3: um it, it's kind of a crazy season. Uh do you think this is a good Auburn team?
4: I think it's a pretty. I think it's a better Auburn team than a lot of people are giving it credit for. I think the defense is not too bad, and I think they figured out how to run the ball about halfway through halfway through the season, and that's that's really where Auburn becomes dangerous. Is if they figured out how to run the ball. I think Seth Williams is a is a supreme talent. He's a he is a top he is a top three uh, probably three to five receiver in this league. Probably closer to three than five. Uh, and so I think they've got some weapons that can that can present challenges.
3: Yeah, I think that losing the running back Saturday hurts this game too. Yeah, I wonder uh, is Big. I don't know if he would. Be, go ahead.
4: Well, is is he going to play? I know he only played a little bit on Saturday, but frustrated because he's still hurt or, or or dinged up. Is he going to play on set this week? I don't know. He he act
3: like he was in a lot of pain. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you, I did they ever? Did you ever hear officially what it was?
4: No, I never did. I was I, I was, was imagining. They were just kind of like
3: a hip pointer to me, uh, Joe. And I can tell you hip pointers are one of those injuries that uh, given a little bit of rest in a cortisone shot. (laughs) You can play with, but uh, you may pay for it afterwards. Uh, But an Alabama versus Auburn game, I guess, would be one of those games where you would, you know, rest up during the week. Take it easy. Take a shot. Play. And then rest up, especially with this type of season where if they play us, that would make them what, five and three. They'd have one, two games left. I I would be shocked if it's something if it's unless it's something worse than just a hip pointer, I'd be shocked if he didn't play. So
4: I think but, he's a key to their offense having success, so they're gonna need to I, shoot him up and get him going.
3: I I I agree with that. Uh when you say um it's a good, I mean, not a good, but uh, it's the key to that offense going and and playing and and in the type of offense that Seth, I mean, at Auburn runs, I think Seth uh, is one of the top players uh, in the in the receiving core. I, I wonder how much of a route runner he is because Auburn doesn't have a very complex route tree, um, but. You know, um, you've, we've seen some of the Auburn guys go off to the league and find the right fits and be dominant. And I think of, of the Auburn guys who have played that role, uh, you agree or disagree that that Seth is probably the most talented of those throw them up and go get them type of guys that Auburn has had.
4: Yeah, I agree with you. He's, he's a special yeah. talent, and, and I agree that he is a limited route runner for sure, but his athleticism and his physicality allows him to really make any 50-50 ball more like right. a 60-40 or a 70-30. He's, he's that, that kind of an athlete. So uh, we'll have to see if Sertain is ready to uh, to match up with him one-on-one, and he's going to get a bunch of a bunch of those 50-50 balls, and we'll see if Sertain can uh, defend it properly.
3: Yeah, and and I, I would say that uh, um, when, when we're talking about Seth, I think that that when you look at the type of receiver he is, because I used to wonder why Alabama was passing on him. Yeah, uh, and, and I just wonder is it that you know Alabama doesn't do well with the fifty-fifty balls. We just don't have. That's the such a minute part of our offense. And, because I think the guy could have become a really good route runner. Um, Joe, I got—I used to get to see him. I—I I mean, I saw him as a young man growing up, but uh, I also saw him on the basketball court. Uh, so his athletic ability was undeniable. He was—he was he a—a was a weapon uh, on the basketball court as well. When—when uh, when Bryant was really good in basketball, so uh, definitely a big time play. He and of course coming back home, you know. He'll be wanting to, you know, ha- have a big-time game, so he'll have even more incentive to to, to take that 60-40 to 80-20 in <laughs> Brian Denny. So we'll, we'll see how that, how that goes as well. Got a few callers. We'll continue this conversation. We can get you good, you're bad, you're ugly. Uh, you can give us uh, today, tomorrow, what you're thankful for. We'll be off Thursday and Friday – I mean, Wednesday and Thursday – celebrating the holiday season, Thanksgiving season, and then we'll be back on Friday for uh, Iron Bowl. You can give us your scores, all of that and more. Uh, let's get to Pat. Pat, you're in with the Martin Hughes show. What's on your mind, man?
1: Good, good morning, Martin. I've been prepping this morning. I just uh, got through watching a uh, recruiting show from 2020 in uh, Oklahoma, and I promise you this – They're nowhere near as good as Martin Houston and Hank South because they missed on one Jace, I mean, Kate, Jace McClellan. (laughs) And I have a true false question this morning. Is it too early to go on and coronate him as Josh Jacobs 2.0? Is who Josh Jacobs? is, Is it too early to go on and do the coronation of Jace McClellan? As being Josh Jacobs 2.0. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, come on now, Martin. Hey, that was a heck of a performance by the young man. Come on. I,
3: I thought he and I thought he and Rodell both ran the ball well. I thought the offensive line did did a good job because uh, what I noticed, Pat, is the first time in a long time when we went to our backups and just ran the ball that our backup offensive line run blocking was superior to the other team's defense because that's not the first time we've done that, but we usually stop scoring. We usually don't. Well,
1: we were were playing a lot of players there toward the end of that ball game on the offensive line.
3: We played a lot of players the entire fourth quarter and part of the third. Uh, That's what I'm saying, but we continued to move the ball and have success running the ball, and I can't remember the last time when we went that much strictly running, um, you know, that that's the case.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just absolutely incredible. But uh, but I am. Uh, I mean, hey, they were on a call uh, with uh, they had but at the same time uh, that the Oklahoma uh, uh twenty four seven guy was uh talking. Uh, he had Alabama guys uh, who who were in the know at Alabama telling him that uh, Chase had not shut the door on Alabama even though he was still committed to Oklahoma. And I, I think that this is uh, could be uh, an equivalent coup on uh, Coach Saban's part uh, the same way that we went in and stole Josh Jacobs So from Oklahoma, but my question is, can we go in and steal Kamar Wheaton, too? I want it all.
3: Come on. (laughs) I I don't know. Uh, Does Saturday with Jace uh, and Rodell running well, does that hurt us with Kamar? Oh, yeah, uh, exactly my
1: point. It doesn't bode well for anybody coming in as a running back in Alabama. Right, and so. because there's supposedly a guy that claims he's going to win the Heisman Trophy that's on the sideline hurt. Yeah, that's, right.
3: that's why I, I said mean that, I'm making a man. joke about that. It.
1: I didn't mean I know I, we I know to the not, young man. You know. Know. All right, thanks Pat. Wait. Appreciate you, man. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I said thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Hey, have a blessed day, and uh, hopefully we can get back to you before Thanksgiving. Have a good Absolutely. one. Absolutely. I I'll be here. Call back anytime, man.
3: All right. Hey, let's get the break here. Coming back on the other side. We got Lake Martin John. We got Robert from Mobile. And if you want to get in on the conversation, the Taco Casa Hotline, 205-342-9904. Happy Thanksgiving from Taco Casa and the gang. Uh six locations in Tuscaloosa, West Alabama, and Northport area. The better serve you one up in Birmingham off a of Lake Shore Drive. Taco Casa quality, taste, value under the biggest cactus in town great choice for lunch and our dinner drive through dine in and carry out that's taco casa and once again happy thanksgiving from taco casa tied 100.9 traffic from
2: the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks and traffic pretty quiet as we start our Thanksgiving week. Please drive carefully, and if you do see conditions, just give us a call, 205-886-8886. It's a special week and a perfect time to buy a new Nissan from TNT, Towns Townsend Nissan of Tuscaloosa, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray.
0: Cooler today with a good supply of sunshine The high at 64 Tonight mostly fair with the low at 40 Tomorrow a sunny day, the high close to 70 Wednesday cloudy, rain and Thunderstorms moving in by afternoon The high Wednesday at 72 I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9
3: Scott Smith and Softmark design Doing business for 17 plus years Specializing in graphic design services Commercial printing, promotional products Advertising specialties and so much more Basically any and every Everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact
0: with The Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904. Tuning into The Martin Houston Show on Facebook.
3: You're back in with The Martin Houston Show. And it is a beautiful Tuesday morning. And checking in with you uh, once again from... Tied at 100.9 on your Radio Dollar Martin Houston Show fan page on Facebook. Let's keep things going. We got a couple great callers waiting to get in on the conversation. Good morning, Lake Martin. John, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Good morning, sir. I just want
5: <clears throat> to, you know, a while back when I first started calling, I referenced the world's most loved wife, and you argued with me that, that your wife was that. And I just want to <laughs> tell you, and I want to tell Ms. Houston that when we're in this relationship that God has planned for us, it, you can't even describe how wonderful it is. And I just pray that uh, that Joe and, and, and Pat and everybody else and, and the gentleman from Mobile, everybody called. I pray that they have the same type of relationship because you just can't duplicate it, can you, Mark?
3: You cannot. I'm a very, very blessed man. 31 years of yeah. counting, man. We, but we're we both very blessed. A couple of things I wanted to, to run by and get your opinion on. You know,
5: I, I have just penciled in Sam Pittman as the coach of the year in the SEC. But, you know, Lane Kiffin, uh, I'd like I, – one day in one of the shows, maybe you could just go down all the teams and grade the coaches. We've got so many new coaches. So All right, grade them because I've been looking at Kirby Smarton you know, I'm not a I'm not an Auburn hater uh, or anything like that, but I just see that uh, all the talent that has seemed to have been going through Georgia the last few years, and has the coach taken advantage of the talent? And maybe you could look at all the teams like Ole Miss and 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 others, and uh, just grade on the talent versus
3: what the output was. I'd like to see something like that. Yeah, that that would be. Uh, that's probably one of those once the season kind of wraps up and you kind of spend one of those uh, off season topics. So yeah, man, we'll, we'll bring that back up. Uh, I think Kirby, (laughs) Kirby escaped. uh, um, uh, Not that he would be fired, but not hot seat in the sense of he might lose his job, but had he lost to Mississippi state uh, (laughs) or or maybe he just went to overtime. uh, I think there'd been a lot of, a lot of disappointed Alabama, I mean uh, Georgia fans. Uh, like I said, sometimes it's not just what you do; it's what the other people do. And the season that uh, Florida is uh, having um, is is I think adding pressure to Kirby uh, more yeah. than he would like like right now.
5: I I agree. I, it just seems like you know. For all these years, we heard oh Georgia's matched Alabama recruiting for all these years, you know, and and it, it could be just I, I just hadn't seen him put it together. And then the last thing is, uh, the, it, if I had a good, bad, and ugly, this would definitely be the ugly. How how far do you think the accusations that Dabo Sweeney have made? Do you think that that is? Oh man, that to me the integrity, I. Quit following a lot of the NFL. I still follow the NFL, but uh, not like I used to. Not like I do college. And to me, the excuse was the integrity of the college game. Uh, do you think it suffered?
3: Well, uh, did did Dabo come out? I didn't hear. I I thought oh. that he, he did. He come out and say that Florida State canceled on purpose.
5: Yeah, he said that, that they used COVID as an excuse. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, and, and you know what? There have been I have heard uh, accusations of uh, Ed Osheran he didn't have to play Florida, he didn't have to play Alabama.
3: <laughs> right. Well, now, you know, um, if you if you if, if you're Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers, you have to kind of feel that way uh, based on you know what was the way it came down. But I don't know, uh, you know. Um, I, I do think that COVID. <laughs> I said this last week. Um, I said that there are a lot of people uh, that have um, used this COVID as an excuse. Okay. Yeah. Um, they have uh, put, hey, I would have gotten that done, or I would have done this, but COVID. And so I don't know if that's that's the case that happened there or not. Yeah,
5: it's just very disheartening because, like I said, I I just love the integrity of the college game, what's left of it, (laughs) and uh, it's just disheartening for Dabo, who I I respect. You know, um, I respect Dabo, and for him to make accusations like that, I would think he'd have to have some pretty good proof. So,
3: well, anybody, anybody else know anything about that? Please call in. He didn't make it blindly. Um, I think the accusations he made was based off of his medical staff um, and um, what they were saying, because that's what happened is that the, this game was canceled right before uh, tip off Lake Martin John. And a lot of it came from the medical staff couldn't agree uh, and one person on Dabo's team had symptoms from my understanding. Had tested negative all week, uh, even though he had symptoms. Uh, they had been testing him. I think he had taken two tests uh, before, and then he had a. Uh, I think he, he had a positive test, uh, and I think they thought it was a false positive. I don't know, but but the medical staff they were they were saying that it his his supposed to be saying it was no additional harm in playing, uh, but Florida State wouldn't come to that. Agreement. So, and uh, yeah. to to Norvell's credit, he said we have been overly cautious. We have quarantined guys who had symptoms despite being positive. Now, whether they've done that or not, I don't know. So, Dabo yeah. didn't just come out and say it. Um, he did, I think, base it off of what he was being told from his medical staff. And hey, you know, that's what everybody says is follow the science. So. What do you do when the science says two different things?
5: Yeah. I, 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 you know, it's confusing and, and I just need to chalk it up to confusion rather than uh, trying to connive something.
3: Yeah. I think Dabo's frustrated. You know what I mean? He hadn't, you know, could you imagine having to deal, deal with that Notre Dame loss as long as they've had to deal with it. And he hadn't seen his quarterback play in three weeks and, you know, you get through all that and you get to the stadium and then that happens. So I, I get his frustration. Um, and like I said, I just I, I don't know what was said in those closed doors, but uh, I don't think it was as blindly as we think. OK, I
5: appreciate it, Martin, again. No uh, hey, God bless you and Miss Houston and have a bunch more. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Thanks, Lake Martin. Appreciate
3: you. All right, coming back on the other side, we'll get Robert from Mobile. If you want to get in on the conversation, 205-342-9904. Tide 100.9
2: Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks and traffic pretty quiet as we start our Thanksgiving week. Please drive carefully, and if you do see conditions, just give us a call, 205-886-8886. It's a special week and a perfect time to buy a new Nissan from TNT, Townsend Nissan of Tuscaloosa, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray.
3: Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99 going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package
4: Check out Tuscaloosa's Home for the Holidays on Nick 97.5. All Christmas songs 24 7.
3: Welcome back in to the Martin Houston Show. Uh, welcome back in to those who are on Facebook Live. Uh, As well, uh, Virgil and Curtis and CJ and Joe, we had a lot of comments happening out there. I actually had an Auburn fan log in and Joe and said, 42-35 Auburn. It would be an absolute meltdown in Tuscaloosa if Alabama gave up 40 plus points to this Auburn offense uh, after giving up 40 plus last year. And only getting to 35. Mm. You know what I mean, you and I both may have to uh go help Nick Saban move out, right?
4: <laughs> I'll take no part in that.
3: <laughs> it would, that would be very disappointing though. Uh I definitely would not move Nick Saban out, but oh my goodness, it would be uh kind of crazy. Let's uh get to um Robert uh From Mobile, Robert, you in with the Martin Houston show. What's on your mind, man?
6: Hey, man, but well, we wouldn't have to move Nick Saban out. He would pack his own bags and get out. <laughs> that, would be some strong, that would be some strong booze that guys drinking to give him that kind of illusion. <laughs> but uh, it Curtis, okay. Curtis Lewis uh, would to
3: Curtis Lewis said he said to go to that, that, uh, Vegas could that dream.
6: Man yeah he needs to go to vegas with that man um i agree with that Bo. i think i'm sure i, I so so the, the case was nobody tested positive for coronavirus that was a, that was the deal well it it, it
3: it was the guy that supposedly brought about all of the concerns had had symptoms uh through the week uh from what they were reporting on espn I, and then um he had two false uh, negatives, um, and I mean, two negatives, two, two uh, negative tests. And then on the day of, and I don't know who administered this test, but I guess he had to take another one that morning or he took one Friday night and then that one came back positive. Uh, and I think that's where the disagreement was.
6: That was on Clemson or Florida State?
3: Uh, Clemson had one and I think Florida state may have one, but this was on Clemson's player. The one that I'm referring to.
6: (laughs) So they think the whole team contaminated because, uh, yeah, I agree with But They didn't want to play this game. Same way LSU didn't want to play their game. I know you got to be politically correct, and since you want to have people guess sometimes, so you can't say what you really think. Oh, no. So that's
3: what we're for. And, I, I, and I were communicating uh, Friday night because his birthday was Friday, but uh, um, no, I, I didn't send him anything on Saturday because I figured he might be a little upset. I'll follow back up with him this week, though.
6: Yeah, you didn't follow the science with this. There had be much science to where the flip this whole coronavirus situation. So, yeah, what, what science do you follow? Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I'm excited about this game. I, again, if um, if Alabama had lost last year, okay, I'd be less. If they, you know, both raced all Auburn like they were supposed to last year, okay, I probably wouldn't be quite as excited about this game. And not to mention, we missed out trouncing of LSU because of. Uh, 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 Coronavirus cases. <laughs> <laughs> so now I got to we got to work out our first reason on Auburn. I'm thinking, okay, let's see. It's Monday. We may get with on to Wednesday for him to come up with a suspicious coronavirus case. All of a sudden. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about that all week, Rob. I was like,
3: man, what? I, I don't think that he would do. I don't think that they're going to do that. Uh, but I did think, man, this game could get canceled. I mean, this game could get postponed, uh, and if it does,
6: whew. yeah, all these coaches don't want to. They they they're they're going up against juggernauts, and they're going to get trounced, and they don't want to get see the they don't want to see the trouncing, they don't want the trouncing to be on their record. It's better to have a cancel for coronavirus on that resume than than trounced by Alabama or trounced by <laughs> Clemson. <laughs> Yeah. And Trevor Lawrence has got to be beside himself. I'm getting afraid now. The guy's been sitting up so long, he may <laughs> want to come out because guns are blazing the rest of the season. And I wish they would yeah. let him work out his frustration on their pathetic ACC schedule. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, hey, I mean, I know he
3: has, to be, he has to be totally, totally frustrated. But it looks like the anointed one and appointed one to win the Heisman... Um, didn't have as big a week as expected against Indiana Uh, still had a lot of yards, but had like three interceptions talking about Justin Fields. I think he matched uh, uh, Mac and uh, Trask almost matched them in one game for what they had thrown, you know, throughout the whole season. And this, I don't don't know if you know this with, with the win over Indiana um, before this week's game, Won four games. Ohio State's entire schedule of the games they would play if they played the remainder of their schedule going into last week had a total of nine wins.
6: <laughs> yeah, and yeah I mean, but, but <laughs> I don't hear one word about a week's schedule and straight the schedule when I hear any ESPN analyst talk about anything this season. Yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. Uh, Georgia, uh, you know Kirby Smart. Is doing pretty much the premise, same thing Mark Rick did. It wasn't that the problem with him. You got all this talent, but you're not developing it and you lose games you should win. Uh well, and that what Rick. Did. Well, I, I, <laughs>
3: I think the difference between uh Kirby and Mark, uh, you know, someone was telling I told someone, I said, if there was no Nick Saban, Mark Rick would have had at least two national titles. Right. <laughs> and and, and, and I say, guess right. Kirby could <laughs> say the same thing. The difference is Kirby has had Kirby has been in the lead three consecutive times, and I can't remember. It was some lopsided 70-something to minute number of points that Alabama had scored on Georgia in the first half. It was, it was unbelievable how lopsided it was. And most of those games, you can look at a coaching strategic decision that was made by Kirby that flipped the script. You know, um, the two the would be the only one where he just – you know, I, I can give him say, hey, listen, you didn't prepare for a guy that would come out and, and, and you know, and play well enough to win the Heisman on one night. It, it's kind of hard to prepare for that. But, you know, the punt call, uh, you know, in the SEC championship game, uh, that, that bonehead call is, you know, I think what led to victory. And I don't know if you know this, after we scored uh, on that 90-yard touchdown against Georgia, jo- Georgia ran the ball three times. The rest of the game. Yikes. <laughs> so, and we were not, I mean, and we were not stopping the run at that point. I mean,
6: yeah. you know. so. Well, the fans were calling for J.D.T. Daniels way early. It's like, okay, Milan, what they said, that he okay, he said he was, uh, wasn't eligible for one game, uh, that J.D. Daniels. He wasn't, he couldn't play one the first game. But first after game. that, it was coach's decision. You're yep. like, okay, dude. <laughs> what did you not see that? I mean, what is the thing, His other quarterbacks were, you know, like with Jalen and Tua. Okay, Tua's better, but Jalen can win some games. These guys weren't even winning him games. <laughs> so what? Dude, dude, what was the problem? <laughs> well, well,
3: well. You were, you also weren't benching a guy who had led his team to the national nice championship. You were, you would have been replacing a walk on, and you would have been replacing a guy who uh, may have a lot of talent, but he he cannot read defenses. Uh that's who was in front of Jay uh in, in front of Daniel. So it was kind of crazy. But anyway, I think Kirby has some he has some work to do. I don't think they're in any hurry to get rid of Kirby at all, but I do think that Georgia fans um are a little frustrated, especially now. Because you you have to think, Robert, it's kinda like strike when the iron's hot and now you have a team in your division um that Looks like, you know, they have things rolling down in Florida. And now if Florida gets things going, that hurts Georgia in recruiting because now kids don't have to go to Georgia to win an SEC championship and to be in the conversation for national championships. So you lose a little bit of talent there as well. And then there may be a kid or two here or there that chooses to go to Georgia, chooses to go to Alabama because they go. Because if I'm a coach, I'm walking in and saying, hey, listen, Kirby can recruit, but he can't develop
6: you. No, okay. Oh, real we'll, we'll quick before I go out I'm remiss that we didn't do this. Uh, we talked about the last, last game. I know the 6-3-3 three victory, it's T- you tend to want to just look past it. But uh, Devontae Smith, the guy has, again, shown himself to be greatness. You, you know, he, more, way more than second and 26. Again, if all he, we knew him for was second and 26, that's a great legacy. But now he's down. Now he's at the top of the uh, the, the best. Well, I know, But not necessarily the best, but definitely – the most efficient uh, Alabama uh, touchdown maker, deck, catcher in the history of the school. I mean, the guy, he's definitely shown himself to be an MDD, uh by elites of Alabama receivers. The guy, it's a way to go, Devontae. All right, guys. Hey, great, great reminder, Robert. Shout out
3: to Devontae Smith uh, from the Martin Houston Show, Tied 109, our listeners. Uh, dude, when you break a 25-year-old record that was tied by one of your Teammates, I always tell people Amari Cooper was awesome, but Amari Cooper was the wide receiver core, you know. As far as touchdowns are concerned, um, he he, he had a lot more. And, and Devontae has done this, yes. Devonte has done it in four years, but Devonte's also split time as a third guy. Yep. Uh, you know, for those first three, look what he's done. Look what pace he would be on. That's why I tell people, look at what pace he would be on as the number one guy just take this yep, year Mandy. and extrapolate it uh as the number one guy and then you get a really really good feel for just how good Devonte smith is i i think he's i think he has the best hands of any receiver i've ever seen i was shocked when he dropped the pass the other day uh oh yeah one more
6: thing yeah remember yeah we look at second and 26 and we remember two of a lot more than Devontae, but what his what he's done now we', we starting to make you start to remember that hey that was a 50 50 play that was yeah. a great perfect throw and a perfect catch and the yes. guy he put on the jet to run that ball down sometimes they can tend to get forgotten but you know because the safety was there and if Tua had put more air on it, the safety has a chance so Tua couldn't put the air on it. he trusted Devonte to be able to put on that put on that speed and catch that ball. I always say great deep ball throwers.
3: When they say, man, he
6: throws a great deep ball. I
3: say, yep, he has some great receivers that can track the ball, too. <laughs> know when to speed up, when to slow down, and when to turn on the Jets. And Devontae, he does them all. So thanks for reminding me of that. All man, right. I totally forgot that. That That is a huge, huge accomplishment. And he's not finished. He is going to obliterate that record. I mean, oh, yeah. he, I- he, <laughs> he is on his way yeah. to destroying it. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate you, man. All right, man. All right, all right. coming back on the other side, we'll put the finishing touches on this edition of the Martin Houston Show. I apologize for uh, not getting to everything we want to get to, but hey, if you want to bring up the good, bad, and ugly uh, in the next call, you can. Uh, The Iron Bowl uh, score prediction uh, contest tiebreaker is total yards for the Alabama offense. Let me hear from you. We're reminding you that we have today, tomorrow, off Wednesday Thursday I'm back with you on Friday for this Iron Bowl week so get your conversations in right now on the Martin Houston show at 205-342-9904 tide
2: 100.9 traffic From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center traffic moving well around town, the interstate is steady out to Mercedes. If you see conditions folks need to hear about, just give us a call, 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan of Tuscaloosa is your hometown dealer. No need to get on the interstate. Just go to Scotland for a great deal on a brand new Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending
4: on the Tuscaloosa thread.
2: Good morning, Tarisha Laquan Bell, an 18-year-old. Another 18-year-old, Akeria Alicia Gilbert, and Calvin Woods Jr., a 19-year-old, have been charged at a shooting, a large-scale pursuit, and a multi-vehicle crash in downtown Tuscaloosa Saturday afternoon. Stephanie Taylor, a spokesperson for TPD, said three adults, one juvenile involved. Taylor said the first call in the case came at 4.45 a.m. Police recovered multiple weapons at the scene. Don Hartley,
3: Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom-sized stone or or custom shaped stone then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote and if you're telling it Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by you'll get a big discount so call Tuscaloosa Custom Carving at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Carving LL. The
0: Sound
3: Alabama
0: sports, your show, your Your team, team. the Martin Houston show on your home for Alabama sports tied 100.9 and streaming on the tide 100.9 app.
3: You're back in and it's the Martin Houston show. Hey Joe, earlier we had some conversation about Auburn and I, you know, I said earlier, um, I'm not sure this is a good Auburn team or not, and you said they're better. I think C.J. Watson said it best. He said um, that they have moments, but it's not a consistently good Auburn team. You know, So uh, they, they've, they've had some moments where you're like, oh, my God, if this team you know, plays like this, they'll be tough to beat, and then they'll play where um, – did you, did you get to watch much of
4: the game Saturday? Of Auburn's game against Tennessee? Yes. Uh huh. I watched some of it. Yeah, I was flip- uh Saturday evening, that evening period, I was flipping channels like. Uh, <laughs> you Kiddo. Know, there was I, a lot of good games on, so I watched a good I bit of it. I did the
3: same thing. I did the same thing. Uh, but w- one of the things I thought, man, if, if Joe's watching this game right now, he is chomping at the bit because uh, if this guy's doing it to him, Najee is going to have a feel that. You know, in that second half especially, Tennessee was getting eight, nine yards of pop right up the middle, man. I mean, um, and and was in a position. It was 10-10, and they're in a position to uh, to put in the end zone, and he he threw the 100-yard. No, it was 13-10, I'm sorry. And he threw that pick, 100-yard pick. That dude has more touchdowns for the other team passing than he does his own team. But uh, uh, I did think that Najee, if we can have that type of running success, uh, you know, against Auburn's defense, it's going to be a long day. What did you think about Najee's game? He didn't he didn't end up with as many yards uh as i had had predicted but what did you think about his game overall
4: i thought it was a good game i thought he he played pretty strong with that 42 42 yard touchdown run was pretty impressive uh gotten in the end zone uh getting into what twice on the the night i thought he had a good game uh it, it seemed like one of those games just for the entire offense that uh I won't say they were unfocused, but it seemed like one of those things where they kind of knew uh, they were better than Kentucky and just kind of the business kind of handled itself.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I I think that, I think that had that been a game that had pressed a little bit more because you saw them using Najee in the passing game. Najee to me ran the ball extremely well. He just didn't have as many touches as he normally does. And of course they didn't play after the, you know, what halfway through the second, uh, the third quarter, um, I agree with you. Uh, Curtis Lewis said something that that I saw something Saturday I have not seen all year, and I saw it about three plays in a row on passes, and that was Mac Jones was like he was determined he was going to get the ball to Smitty and uh, and and forced it a little bit. That's the only time I've seen him do that this year. Uh, what do you think about that?
4: Well, Coach Saban touched on that a little bit after the game, basically saying that he thought Co- uh, he he basically he hesitated. He's like, I don't want to criticize Mac that much, but uh, he's he said that uh, I, th- I felt like he was trying to hold on to it and and force a couple of balls in there. Uh, what do you say? Yeah. He Called them hope balls or wish balls or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, throw it in there and hope something happens. So uh, I, I I think that uh, you're spot on with that.
3: Yeah, uh, Curtis Lewis is good. Bad. Nothing good. Defense, despite DJ Dale, uh, the first three drives had been kind of crazy uh, on the defense. And my son, Simeon, was going, "Dad, calm down." They hadn't scored yet. I said, "I know, but they're having success, and I don't want to even have success." I know defense is not playing bad, but I have. I told him, I said, "Joe, you'll get a kick out of this." I said, "I need the defense to play better because I predicted that they'd
4: come out sharp." <laughs> well, they—I mean, holding them to three points—that's pretty dang sharp.
3: No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying, yo, early on when Kentucky was having some success moving the ball, you know, it, it wasn't that they were playing bad. It was about my ego, Joe. I said they would come out and shut Kentucky down right off the bat. If and, and, and Kentucky got what into the red zone, I think the first three drives uh, and missed two field goals. So they were moving the ball. They just weren't scoring. And I was like, come on. And it's like, why are you they're not playing bad? I said, it's about me making a prediction on the air that they would come out just as sharp. But after that um, missed, uh, that last uh, attempt, the third field goal, uh, that de- the defense to me played lights out. Uh, the tackling just – it's like a, a, a switch flip, Joe. The tackling just started happening. They were missing tackles early on and some things like that. So I, I thought that was good. Um, and, man, I, I'm just trying to – uh, this is this is kind of a sidebar to a connection of Kentucky back to Auburn. Um, Joey Gatewood must be really bad because I I thought he got may have gotten done a little bit wrong last year and uh, how they used him sometimes. Um, and, and then of course he transfers to Kentucky. But if he's not better than 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 Wilson, I mean, whoo, he must be really bad. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh I was just shocked that that that, that it took him that long to make a move at the quarterback position. Uh but and then when Gatewood got in, you kinda you know, you couldn't tell if that was because he was that bad or if um if the team had just kind of quit and given up at that point. Um when you look at this this particular Auburn game, um, Joe, what do you think Auburn's biggest uh, opportunity or what does Auburn have to do to, to, to get away with the win out of Bryant Denny? Uh,
4: they're going to have to turn over uh, Matt Jones and the Alabama offense. Uh, you're not really going to stop. I don't think they're going to stop uh, the Alabama offense, but I think their best bet is to create a couple of turnovers to to, to steal a few possessions. Much like they did last year. Two two turnovers, two pick sixes. Uh, really turned out to be the difference in the game last season.
3: Yeah, I think it's going to be much more of the same recipe uh, as, as you said, as last year, uh, we'll talk more about that, uh, you know, on tomorrow with DC, DC capstone report. And then of course we'll lay out exactly, exactly uh, what uh, we think the key things are on Friday. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. On Friday, we'll talk about that as well. So we want to encourage you to stay tuned with us all week long on the Martin Houston show. Also want to encourage you to stay tuned for great programming that happens here All day long. A couple other quick things from the weekend. Uh, How do you think the Heisman race lays out right now? Trash didn't have a great game, but ended up with 300-plus yards and three touchdowns. Mac Jones um, didn't have his typical game. And it's sad that when you have 200-plus yards uh, and, and a couple touchdowns, and one interception that we now look at that as a bad game, but that's the level that mac has been playing at. And then, of course, you had uh, Trevor Lawrence not playing, and, <clears throat> and you had Justin Fields getting his uh, yardage but throwing three interceptions against really the only team on his record, uh, on his schedule that has a chance of being a, um, a winning team at the end of the season, over five hundred, I think, uh, for the most part. Uh, what's your thoughts, Joe, in terms of is it pretty much still the same coming off of this weekend?
4: I think the crowd, the uh, the, the Heisman crowd kind of uh, grouped back up a little bit this past weekend. Uh, we kind of had a little bit of separation last week with Kyle Trask, everybody loving Kyle Trask with with, with Matt Jones not playing and Trevor Lawrence still being out. Uh, I think that the group kind of instead of one person stepping out and taking the lead, I think they all kind of bunched back up a little bit uh, this weekend.
3: I agree with that, and if Trevor Lawrence ever gets to play again, uh, I feel sorry for whatever the first defense he goes against. Uh, He may put up 500 yards passing on that team because you know he's chomping at the bit uh, to to get back out there. It's Iron Bowl week. Uh, You and I talked a little bit about that early on. It just seems weird. Uh, C.J. Watson said it totally slipped up on him until he checked the newspaper last night. He did not realize it was Iron Bowl week. Uh, but Robert from Mobile saying, man, because we lost last year, I'm excited about the Iron Bowl this week. Are you excited about the Iron Bowl this week? Hey, stay tuned. We'll be talking about that on tomorrow with D.C., D.C. Capstone Report. I'm sure inside the locker room, here uh, Harris Harris Show, Southern Fried Sports. The Jay Barker Show and the game with Ryan Fowler and Todd Talk all will be talking about the Iron Bowl this week uh, and giving you some great insight for Joe Gaither, for Martin Houston, for the Martin Houston Show and Todd 100.9. Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving and telling you to make sure that you make the right choices, stay COVID safe. And remember this trust in the Lord always, Lean not your own understanding, always acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. Roll Tide, and once again, I close the show by saying happy, happy anniversary to my lovely wife of 31 years. Thank you all for all your great support. Roll Tide.